What's happening, everybody? On today's show, we'll preview the Kentucky Wildcats heading into the 2023 SEC season. We'll catch up a new Kentucky quarterback, Devin Leary. Find out what sold him on coming to Lexington following the departure of Will Levis. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash Locked on College, and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team every day. All right, we're continuing on with their SEC season previews, including mixing in some of our interviews we got. You'll hear from Devin Leary in just a second, but we want to dive into it, previewing the 2023 Kentucky Wildcats and what will they look like this year. Well, let's rewind a little bit. Kentucky, a little bit of a disappointing year last year in Will Levis's last season, going 7-6 and six overall, 3-5 and five in the SEC. But Mark Stoops, in his 11th year, I mean, he has been nothing short of outstanding, 66-59. and 59. It was just another year, another winning season for Kentucky football in another bowl appearance. I know that doesn't sound like much, but it has been seven straight bowl games under Mark Stoops, six winning seasons in the last seven years, the one outlier that COVID year, and the school was on a run of six straight losing seasons prior to 2016. So Mark Stoops has reinvigorated that fan base, brought back more wins, and in the last five years, Stoops has two of Kentucky's four double-digit winning seasons ever. Now, last year's team, like we said, won seven games, had that horrific Music City Bowl performance. Um, the offensive line has just been, it, it was really, really bad last year. We'll get to them in just a second. But you lose to Vanderbilt last year, that's not good. But they probably should have beat Ole Miss. I mean, they had a dozen opportunities, and that one they squandered away. And they were the one team in the SEC last year that actually stymied the Georgia offense, made them keep settling for field goals instead of touchdowns. So what has improved this offseason? Well, we start with the quarterback. Devin Leary comes over from NC State. ESPN is calling him a sleeper quarterback for the 2024 NFL Draft. He's, like we said, senior transfer from NC State, six foot one, 215 pounds, played a high level as a starter, and scouts are excited about his potential in the Kentucky pro-style offensive scheme. Yes, Liam Cohen is back. That is huge. Having him come back to coach Devin Leary. We'll talk with Leary about Cohen here in just a little bit. But Leary has flashed that potential. A 2021 season that saw him throw for 35 touchdowns and just five picks. He had a uh, 7.8 QBR outside of the pocket last season for NC State. He also suffered a season-ending pectoral injury against Florida State back last October. And that kind of hurt him a little bit. But some NFL scouts are saying, look, there's no substitute for experience at quarterback in college, and Leary has a ton of it. He's built right mentally for that quick strike offense, and I think we'll see more mobility out him out of him now. Last time he was healthy for a full season, he was torching people. This scheme is better than what he had at NC State. Don't be surprised if Leary has a better year than what Will Levis did last year. He's got that deep ball, big play potential, 
and can really crank up this Kentucky passing attack. So what is he going to have around him? Well, we know the offensive line is going to be much better. They brought in some uh, nice pieces at tackle with Marcus Cox coming over from Northern Illinois. Cortland Ford transferred in from USC. The interior should be better. Eli Cox at center. Uh, Jaeger Burton over at guard. Like some of the pieces that Kentucky has uh, added to that offensive line because, look, they needed improvement, and it looks like they have gotten it. So that is big. Um, offense or uh, running back, you lose Chris Rodriguez, but you gain Ray Davis transferring in from Vanderbilt. Five foot ten, two hundred and sixteen pounder, started at Temple, uh, moved to Vanderbilt last year, and ran for over a thousand yards and five touchdowns. Caught twenty nine passes and three scores. He and the second leading rusher last year, Juton McLean. I think they're going to be just fine, and. Again, with Liam Cohen back running that offense, you're going to see this thing start to open up a little bit more. Now, the receiving core, they were very, very young last year. They are now a strength. The top five receivers are all back. That includes uh, their tight ends, Jordan Dingle and Josh Caddis. But Barry and Brown and Dane Key, the two freshmen from a year ago, they were electric. And you get Tavian Robinson back. That's your one, two, three in catches. Combining for, I think, about 120 and 13 touchdowns. They can stretch the field. We know about special teams potential from Barry and Brown. I mean, I just really, really like this receiving core. Devin Leary, this is part of what sold him on coming here uh, to Lexington. Part of what they have on offense. So, I think you're going to see a much improved offensive output from Kentucky this year compared to last year. That sounds like you're saying a lot because... You know, you lose Will Levis, who was one of the more accomplished quarterbacks in re recent history at Kentucky, but Devin Leary's got a chance to be even better with all the surrounding cast around him. Now, what about defensively? Defense was actually a strength last year. It allowed just 19 points and 311 yards per game. They were really good against the pass, not bad against the run. They needed more pass rush. And up front, you do lose Justin Rogers to the transfer portal. They do bring in North Carolina transfer Keyshawn Silver, along with Josiah Haynes. So uh, some, still some big bodies up front. Um, you know, Dinkins, Oxendine, Deion Walker. We'll see what these guys do up front. But there were just 20 sacks last year, and they almost all came from the linebackers. The big one is you get J.J. Weaver back. He led the way with just three sacks. He's healthy. He should have a big, big season. You put him alongside Derek Jackson in the middle, uh, Trevin Wallace on the other side. They bring in DeVaron Rayner from uh, Northern Illinois. I like those linebackers. That's been that strength. The, the defensive line and the linebacking core under Mark Stoops have always been tough and physical. What is the secondary going to look like? Well, that's the question. Jordan Lovett is good at, at one safety spot. Zion Childress at the other. Those are decent, but the corners, big question marks there. Andrew Phillips, Max Hairston, Hardaway, Dunn. All going to compete for those corner spots. We just don't know what it's going to look like. So if, if those guys can step up to the plate and defend well, I think Kentucky, you know, they could be a very, very good balanced team. Good offense, solid defense. We will see. If that secondary struggles at all and they, you know, giving up big pass plays, they're going to struggle. But, uh, again, excited what, what Liam Cohen brings back to Kentucky coming back. After a year back in the NFL, he, he coaches Will Levis one year. He leaves, he goes back to the Rams, and now he's back at Kentucky because 
Mark Stoops knows what he can bring to this team, and particularly with a talent like Devin Leary coming in. Hard not to get excited about that. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, our conversation with Devin Leary from the Manning Passing Academy. That's coming your way in just a sec. But first, I want to remind you guys about our friends over at Bird Dogs. Look, Bird Dogs is doing their part to make you look good all summer long. We got a couple, our hands on a couple pair of Bird Dogs a couple weeks ago. You cannot take them off. They are the most versatile shorts you will ever wear. You can wear them to just about anything. I've worn them to, wore them to work. You can wear them out on a date. You can wear them uh, to the movies, on a picnic, to the park, out to a football tailgate. Whatever it is, Bird Dogs is going to make you look good with their uh, – Designed fit to, to fit slimmer through the leg and the thigh and giving you a sculpted look. They also have uh, an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And look, it is hot across the Southeastern Conference territory this summer, getting into the hundreds in a lot of states. You want to be wearing your bird dogs and looking and feeling good. Go check them out right now, birddogs.com slash college. And when you find something you like, they are going to throw in a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That is birddogs.com slash college for that free Yeti-style tumbler. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you, that's birddogs.com slash college. along here locked on sec and we're continuing with our kentucky football preview heading into the 2023 football season one of the big changes on kentucky this offseason was that quarterback devin leary coming over from nc state playing in the acc over to the sec and we caught up with devin at the manning passing academy just a couple days ago over in louisiana uh, he's gracious with his time giving us a couple minutes talking about the difference from coming over uh, from the ACC to the SEC, what sold him on coming to play at Kentucky, and much, much more. Here was our conversation with Kentucky quarterback Devin Leary. Catching up here with Kentucky quarterback Devin Leary. All right, a few months into the, the job in Lexington. How's it going so far? It's been great. It's been great. Just got there in January, just been grinding really hard with all the guys on the team, really doing a great job collaborating with Coach Cohen. Uh, and really just love being around the guys, being around the locker room, and playing for Coach Stoops. You led me to my next question, having Liam Cohen back. Obviously, you're just getting to Kentucky, but for Kentucky fans, they're super excited to have Coach Cohen back because they know how important it was for Will Levis's progress and how electric the offense became two years ago. But what do you like so far about Coach Cohen and the system he's bringing? Man, he just brings the energy. I mean, he's a genius when it comes to X's and O's, but on the field, he brings the energy. You know, he wants guys flying around, having fun, brings the excitement to the game and at the same time you know he's a player's coach he's relatable to the players and you know obviously what he did in 2021 has a reason for you know Kentucky fans to be excited again and I just can't wait to get after it with them. Was, was that part of the pitch when when coach Stoops was trying to sell you on his vision to come to Kentucky was it hey we're gonna have uh, you know an offensive system here that that and a guy that we really trust? Yeah, he definitely told me that. I mean, he told me, you know, whoever he's going to bring in, he trusts. He knows that, you know, he's going to take the offense to the next level. And, you know, I put my full trust in Coach Stoops when I committed. I knew that he would build the right guys around me, and that's exactly what he did by bringing in Coach Cohen. To leave a, a place like NC State, I mean, you had a great thing going. Obviously, the injury last year kind of side rail things, but when you look at what Kentucky's got coming back, Tavion Robinson, the, the dynamic freshman last year, uh, Dane Key, Barry and Brown, I mean, you guys got some weapons here. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. I mean, 
me and Coach Cohen talk about it all the time. It's just my job to distribute the ball to those guys, just be the point guard of the offense. And like you said, when you have talent like that around you, it makes my job so much easier. And, you know, every single day we're grinding hard. We're working hard. Those guys are hungry, and I think we're going to be, you know, very explosive and excited this year. you got some good tight ends too, right? Very, very good. I think that's the most slept-on part of our team. We're very deep. We have a lot of guys that have experience. But like you said, a ton of talent there too. Let's talk about Coach Stoops. Um, look, he's one of those guys everybody you talk to loves him as a coach. Uh, what attracted you to him, and what do you like about Coach Stoops? Yeah, really just his honesty. He was honest with me through my whole process. He respected me as a man. Uh, you know, me going into my sixth year now, he understands, you know, what I want out of this game. And, you know, through the recruiting process, everything that, you know, I wanted to look for to get on to the next level and develop more as a player, Coach Stoops had everything to offer. And, I mean, ever since I got to school at Kentucky, nothing has changed. And I can't appreciate that more than, you know, anything from him. So you come from NC State, where you're kind of in a triangle. North Carolina's right down the road, all these other schools. You go to Lexington, there's really nothing else around. I mean, Louisville's an hour away, but, like, has it been kind of crazy to be in a college, a true college town where it's just Kentucky everything? Yeah, I mean, it is different. I mean, you get off the airport and you see Go Big Blue. The BBN Nation is literally everywhere, and, I mean, I love it. It's an honor, really, to just – represent that university and be in Lexington and I mean our fans and the people around the city are awesome and I just can't wait to play for them. It's crazy Devin like Kentucky is so synonymous with being a basketball school but really the last few years Coach Stoops has changed it where football is is just as big I mean NIL deals all this stuff the fan support has really shown up and shown out and Kroger Field's back in the house I mean that's kind of crazy because probably five six years ago you probably never would have considered playing for a school like Kentucky right? Yeah I mean it's changing times are changing and the more I get around you know UK fans you understand that Regardless of any sport, if we could have success, they're going to come out and support. And, I mean, like you said, over the past couple of years, it's been growing more and more because of the success that Coach Stoops has had. And, I mean, we're just continuing to build it. I know the fans are really excited. And, I mean, from every single athletic department, we strive to be the best, and our fans just do a tremendous job of supporting all of us. Give me a guy or two who caught your eye during the, the spring that you think is offense or defense, prime for a big year. I would say defensively, I would start with Trevin Wallace, linebacker. Got got some time last year, but, man, that kid is a freak athlete. He understands Coach White's system, and he's going to help us a lot. And then I think offensively, I would say Marcus Cox, left tackle, transferred in from NIU, did a great job working with Coach Yenzer coming in, learning the system, and really earned the respect of everyone on the team. So I would definitely say those two guys. Will got beat up a little bit last year, but it looks like, I mean, with the transfer portal and guys coming back, that the offensive line is going to be a strength this year, it looks like, right? Yeah. I mean, that was one of the biggest things that I took away from this spring was, you know, guys that have come back, Eli Cox, Kenneth Horsey, you know, they had a meeting first week of spring that, you know, whatever happened last year is not going to happen again. We're getting back to, you know, building that big blue wall, building what this culture and our brand of football is all about. And, I mean, having guys like that to represent it and, you know, hold that standard is all you can ask for. All right, let's get to the important things. Uh, you're in Lexington. Have you been to Keeneland yet? Yes. Yes, love Keeneland. Love Keeneland. It's awesome. Good food there? Awesome food. Love it. Love it. What else have you been able to do around Keeneland? You eat at some of the restaurants? Do you have a favorite yet? I love Drake's. Drake's and Malone's is my go-to. Um, I really like Jeff Ruby's downtown, uh, Tony's Steakhouse as well. I mean, 
Lexington has a lot of spots. I'm still trying to make my way around, but I love those so far. Have you been to the KSR Bar and Grill? Yes. Awesome wings. Awesome wings, awesome fans. You're always bound to have a good time there. Uh, as you look at the schedule this year, and look, let's be real. I mean, we're, we're locked on SEC. We're a little – we, we – you know, peacock a little bit when it comes to the conference, and nothing against the ACC, but this is kind of big boy football. When you look at this schedule, I mean, you guys are going to be tested week in and week out, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to bring your A game, and you know, that's what we want. That that's a reason why I transferred. You know, like you just said, people say SEC is the best football, and you know, I want to play the best football. So each and every week, you know, it's our job to prepare as best as we can. And you know, in this conference, you can't sleep on any team. You got to bring your A game every single week. And, you know, that's what we're striving for right now. We understand that in the summer, that's where you earn your wins. So we're just grinding every single day and just trying to stack days on days. Can you play okay in the snow? Yes, absolutely. I'm from New Jersey, so I got it down. <laughs> Last thing for you, when Devin Leary is not on the football field, what are you doing? Honestly, I'm just hanging out, hanging out at home, relaxing, kicking my feet up, probably watching a movie or something. Uh, but, I mean, I will say I am a football junkie. When I say I'm watching a movie, I'm probably on YouTube at home watching some type of football highlight or anything. So, Okay, give me the last thing you watched on Netflix, HBO, whatever. I actually re-watched one of my favorite movies recently, Law Abiding Citizen. It's a awesome movie, so that was the most recent one. Devin, best of luck this year, man. Thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you. That, again, our conversation with Devin Leary over at Kentucky. Thanks so much to him for his time. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, what is a realistic possibility for Kentucky's expectations in 2023? We'll dive into their schedule, tell you what we think coming up right after this on Locked on SEC. Continue on here, Locked On SEC, and as we dive back into it, we are uh, continuing to preview the Kentucky Wildcats' uh, 2023 season as we look ahead on what expectations should be for them. And as we dive back into it, we look at what awaits them on their schedule. And first up, right out of the gates, they get Ball State. So a couple of tune-up games here for Kentucky. I like how this sets up for them because they get to kind of work everything in. How is Liam Cohen working with Devin Leary? Uh, it's an 11 a.m. game central versus Ball State. So a nice easing into it the season. They will be heavily favored against Ball State. Get the run game going with Ray Davis. Get these quarter uh, receivers on the same page with the quarterback. Get the defense settled in. Uh, should rack up some stats, sacks, and all that early in the season. So uh, you get Ball State out of the gates, 1-0. Week 2, you get Eastern Kentucky, 2-0. And week 3, you get Akron, you're 3-0. So you get three of your big cupcakes, uh, really all of Kentucky's cupcakes because they get Louisville on the backstretch of the season. But get your three cupcakes out of the way, and you start 3-0. And then you get to kind of ease into SEC play. It's a road trip September 23rd, but you're at Vanderbilt. Again, very winnable game. You, lo- you blew it last year losing to them. You can't let that happen again. But I think that's a good, easy, you know, maybe not easy, but a good start to the season for Kentucky. If Kentucky is not 4-0 going into the September 30th game against Florida, we're going to have bigger problems. But that game against Florida on September 30th, man, have the Wildcats really given Florida their run for their money the last couple of seasons. After so many years of losing to them, the Wildcats and Florida have seemed to play some much more competitive, tighter, closer games. 
To me, you get them in Lexington. That is a game Kentucky has got to win. And look, if Kentucky wins that one and they're 5-0, and October 7th going to Athens, they'll be heavy underdogs against Georgia because everybody's expecting Georgia to run the table. But what if Carson Beck struggles at quarterback? What if the new defensive pieces for Georgia struggle at all? Keep in mind, Kentucky's been pretty good keeping that one uh, a little bit closer. Mark Stoops' defense schemes well against Georgia's offense, so we will see uh, We'll see what happens in that one. So I expect Kentucky to lose that one, but maybe it's close. Being in Athens on the road is tough. So 5-1. and one. We give them the win against Georgia, win against Vanderbilt, loss against Georgia. So we've got Kentucky at 5-1. and one. But here's where the schedule, you know, starts to ramp up over these next couple weeks. They come back home, they host Missouri. I don't know why Missouri's giving them fits in recent years. Eli Drinkowitz played them close in a couple of those games. But that's one you got to win if you're Kentucky. You're at home. Devin Leary, all these pieces, you got to beat Missouri. So that's 6-1. and one. Feel good if you're, if you're Kentucky. You get a week off on October 21st. Well, week to by week to prepare yourself for Tennessee coming to Lexington on October 28th. What is Joe Milton and company looking like? Have they had any struggles in the post-Hendon Hooker era? Well, uh, Tennessee, you would assume, has got it all figured out by that point. I think Kentucky can give Tennessee a good game. And again, if Tennessee messes up, turns the ball over at all, I'm going to lean Tennessee winning this one. But again, one of those types of games that if things go right for Kentucky, they could certainly pull off the upset over the Vols there. We'll give them a loss there. We'll drop them to 6-2. and two. November 4th, they go to Mississippi State. That weird rivalry that's not really a rivalry. But it's Starkville's one of those sneaky places. If you don't come ready to play, you can lose. And it's sandwiched between Tennessee and Alabama. So, 6-2. and two. Look, if you're going to be the real deal, if you're Kentucky, that's one you got to win. Maybe they pull out the win. We'll give them 7-2 and two there. A win at Mississippi State. Home against Alabama. Again, what is Alabama looking like with their quarterback? And you get them in Lexington. But they got so many pieces back in that defense. Dallas Turner, Kool-Aid McKinstry. A lot of big pieces on, on Alabama's team. I, I'm going to lean towards Alabama. In fact, I'm sure they're favorites in the betting books right now. So we'll give Kentucky a loss there. They're seven and three. And then you got to go to South Carolina and to Louisville to finish off the season. Winnable games. But let's say they split those. Let's say maybe they win in Columbia, lose to Louisville, or vice versa. I think eight and four. I think this is an eight and four season for Kentucky. And just because of how the schedule sets up, obviously, you know, the first three weeks, the cupcakes, those are three gimmies. The game at Vanderbilt, I think that's four wins. Uh, can they find four more wins? I think, you know, they should be favored against Louisville, I would think. Home against Missouri, they're favored in that one. So, you know, can you find a couple wins? Look, at Georgia, home for Tennessee, home for Alabama. Those are all tough, and even at, at South Carolina and home home versus Florida. Those are kind of toss-up games. But I think most Kentucky fans would absolutely be ecstatic about the 8-4 season. Devin Leary's throwing about touchdowns. 
Offense looking good with Liam Cohen back. Defense getting some sacks. Playing some close, tight, competitive games. I think 8-4. and 8-4 four. and four for Kentucky. Now, look, if things go really haywire, they lose that home game against against Florida. They lose to Georgia. Maybe, you know, Missouri takes you to overtime. They win on a game-winning field goal. You know, some there's crazy stuff that could happen, certainly. But based on how they finished last year, you'd need a bounce-back year if you're Mark Stoops. You want to just get everybody feeling good about this program and this team. And I think Devin Leary will be the difference maker for this team. Had they not made a move at quarterback, look, this would be a 6-6 six and six season for Kentucky because we saw, what was it, Wade? Devin Wade, the quarterback who had to start behind Levis last year. They just, it wasn't good. It wasn't pretty. Devin Leary was the prize addition of the offseason. He was the number one quarterback in the transfer portal, according to a lot of services. Fantastic win for Mark Stoops and Liam Cohen coming back. That should all spell good things for Kentucky. Can Ray Davis replicate what Chris Rodriguez did? Well, obviously, Rodriguez missed a couple games last year. Um, Ray Davis could be back among the league leaders in SEC rushing it again like he was last year at Vanderbilt. So, need some things to go your way. But Kentucky, 8-4, and four, very doable there in the SEC next year. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Keep coming back. We'll continue to go across the landscape of the SEC, previewing a lot of teams heading into next season, including some of our interviews with some of the quarterbacks we caught up with at the Manning Passing Academy. Our thanks to Devin Leary so much for joining us. And uh, remember to subscribe and check us out wherever you get your podcast. Locked on SEC, and shout out to our everydayers. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.